This is Repmo Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Repmo Radio, where we talk to people of interest and influence who live and work in this city that we love. If you or someone you know has an interesting job, hobby, or a story to tell, reach out to me on Facebook or send an email to jake at repmoradio.com. On this episode, we talk to Case Howard, co-owner with his wife Krista of Black Lab Coffee and Invictus Salon. He takes us through his journey from welding at construction sites to becoming Republic's most beloved barista. So now let's jump in to my conversation with Case Howard. Hey, come on in. Hey, you know what? You know who just busted in here? James Green with the broken binding. He just couldn't stay in season one. And here he is in season two saying hi to Case. I'm just going to poke my head in here and say hi for a second, but I didn't know you guys were already going. So I like to see that you guys are on the ball, and I can't wait to listen to this episode. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Thanks. James Green of The Broken Binding, everybody, making a cameo. And Love you, buddy. Now he's out. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs> what a good dude, man. Yeah, he's a good dude, and I, uh, I enjoy listening to his music. Yes. So, uh, Case, let's kind of start at the beginning yeah, let's uh, do it. Are, where, are you, where are you from? So I grew up in Aurora. Um, Not too far. Born and raised. Pretty much stuck around this area uh, all my life. So if you're familiar with Black Lab, you know we have a hound dog. So I kind of did a little homage to the, the, the hometown there with the hound dog. Um, yeah, we lived right there in the middle of town next to the ball field. So all summer long we were playing baseball. Our dogs were playing baseball. We had two dogs back before... You know, we had keep them on a in a run or on how, a. How, how do dogs play baseball? Well, they steal the baseball. They don't really play. They stop the whole game and then they take the ball and everybody chases the dog. So it's a a whole new thing. Um, but you know, they'd bring our dogs back over there to the house. Uh, when are they having games and they interrupt them? And it is a good it is a good childhood, man. Now I heard that you haven't always been in the coffee business. No, 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 no. I actually um. Work construction all my adult life. A welder? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I started out way back. I started out as a hod carrier. Um, what, brick, is, what is that? Brick laying. Okay. So I was the guy that brought all the bricks and all the mud. Um, it's funny because one of my really good regulars was my very first boss, um, Dave Sanders. He comes in the coffee shop just about every, every morning, so I kind of get to talk to him and stuff. So I started doing that. Then I laid asphalt for a couple of years, <clears throat> and then I got into the welding trade. And um, did that for 15 years. So you go through a five-year apprenticeship. It's all college credited, so you come out with a associates, basically. I was on the road after I, they, they say turning out, so you become a journeyman. I worked for a, a local 178 there in Springfield. And so the first 10 years or so, I was right here local, Joplin, Springfield. Sometimes we'd go out to, like, West Plains. That's where the edge of our territory was. Sometimes we'd go up to Fort Leonard Wood and work. Uh, but then work got a little scarce, so they sent me on the road. I was out in Oklahoma for, oh, almost two years, not quite, at the Google plant out there in Pryor. We started building that, and then um, I went to Kentucky for eight months. 
I went up to um, Iowa for just a couple months in the wintertime. It was too cold, so I drug that up and come back home. Um, so I was on the road, and my wife and I, we weren't quite married yet. She um, has been an entrepreneur all of her life. She's owned Invictus Hair Salon here in town. Uh, yes, and we'll get to that in, yes, some, in yes. uh, great detail as well. Yes, so... Um, so I was doing my welding thing, and there was the coffee shop. It was already established. Um, Heroes. Yeah, Heroes. So yes. Kendra and Phil Rauk out of um, Billings, Missouri, that have Sandcrest Trucking and Trailers, they started it. And little did I know, the girls had been talking back and forth um, about me buying the coffee shop. So I came home from being on the road one Friday and was coming across the parking lot, and Kendra stuck her head out of the coffee shop and said, hey, why don't you buy my coffee shop? And I just kind of laughed and was like, yeah, whatever, Kendra, have a good night, you know. And like I you did not take it seriously no, I, whatsoever. whatsoever, whatsoever. So um, I go in to my wife's hair salon, which is literally the next door, right next door to the coffee shop. And I said, you'll never believe what Kendra just said to me. And she just smiled real big and said, oh, we're buying that coffee shop. When we get home on next Friday, we're going to go talk to the bank and we're doing this thing. And I was like, okay, so... Just like everything else in my life with my wife, it got a motion and it became a thing. Um, so I came on board Heroes in 2016, early 2016, late January, early February. And I donated a whole year of my time. So I didn't charge her a dime to be on board. I just learned the business. That way it kind of keep payroll in check. I was working, first starting out, I was just working, you know, a couple hours a day. So, so you were... When you got the coffee shop, when you purchased at the time Heroes, mm -hmm. you stopped welding altogether. I stopped. I, so I still pay my, I'm still an active union member. I still pay my dues up every month. Um, but I, I became inactive and I just did the coffee sh shop completely. So we didn't actually technically buy the coffee shop till January of 2017. So I came on in late January, early February of 2016. And started learning how to be a barista. You know, I thought it was just you go in, you put some grounds in a little filter, you push the button, easy peasy, right? No, it's a it's a whole nother craft, just like welding. Um, you know, there's certain uh, techniques that you learn how to steam the milk, how to tamp, how to pull a good shot. There's so much uh, chemistry and science that goes into coffee um, that I had no idea about. None. I was just oblivious. So, so you, so even okay. You've got the shop, and now you're starting, and you're like, I mean, was there a moment where you're like, what have I gotten myself into, or were you just like, yeah, this is a, a challenge, but I got this. There's, there's still those moments where I go, what have I gotten myself <laughs> into? Uh, that's that's but, probably fair. <laughs> but I'm confident in myself. I know that I can do anything. I know that any task that's put in front of me, I'm going to accomplish that task. So I wasn't ever really nervous. Um, maybe, you know, fearful of the unknown, but hey, that comes, you know what I mean? You just stay in motion. And I worked for a guy and he said, momentum will get you out of anything. It may not be pretty, but it'll get you out of anything. So as long as you keep that momentum moving forward, you're going to come through the other side may not be the way you thought or that you wanted it to happen, but it will happen. So you're learning both the, you know, day-to-day, -day, this is how you make the product, this is how you get the product into people's hands, and also the backside of, you know, running the business. Yes. And it's all just kind of <clears throat> coming at you. It's just right there. Yeah. You know, um, 
You were small business owner 101. <laughs> 101. Yes. And you know, I had no business background. I didn't take any class. Like I said, I was a welder. Um, didn't take any business classes in college. I did go to college for two years, um, at OTC and graduated there and then got in the apprenticeship and did another five years. So I should be a doctor, not a barista. Um, with seven years of upper education, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, so I get into the coffee shop, going back to the beginning, get into the coffee shop, start learning. First, I was just learning the barista side of things, how to steam the milk, how to pull a shot, what is a pour over, what's the terms of different traditional coffee. Yeah, there's a whole lingo too. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, what I have found over the years, the majority of your clientele don't really know what they want. That's what our job is as a barista to kind of walk you into what you want. What What is the language you're trying to speak to me? You know, because it's all up to me if your drink is delivered the way that you want it. You know, so I need to ask certain questions. You know, everybody asks, what's your favorite? And I have to, well, I say before I can answer that, I have a couple questions I have to ask you. Do you want that hot? Do you want it cold? Do you like stronger coffee? Do you like sweeter coffee? You know, so there's a little conversation that happens before we can even get started with the drink process. Um, it's almost like a like a client <coughs> assessment. Exactly. You're like, why don't you like, um, why don't you come in for your free <coughs> coffee consultation exactly. and let's get to know your preferences. <laughs> and now we're gonna, okay. Exactly. Now now that I've established a baseline of what you want, now here you know yeah. recommend these yeah, three we can things go this or whatever route or whatever. Um, you know, we get a lot of people that come in that are on keto and they don't really know what we offer for keto so um we have to talk them through that we say oh we have a bulletproof that's just butter and mct oil you can add a little bit of our monin sugar-free syrups they're carb free the sauces do have a little bit of carbs um you know kind of spice a drink up to something that's palatable and they really like um so just kind of learning all that stuff in the beginning is very overwhelming you know, you come in and you're, especially the kids now, how busy we are in Republic, they come in and they're like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. How do you, and I'm like, everything's the same. It's all muscle memory. Every drink is built the same exact way. The process is the same. You learn the process, you'll learn how to do this job real quick. Um, by kids, you're, are you meaning customers or employees? The, the employees. Okay. The, the other baristas, yes. Okay, I was like, calling yes. them kids. I was like, okay. <laughs> so. Um, most of them are pretty young. Yes. yes. Most of them, you know, you, we used to hire a bunch of high school kids, but now that we close at one, it's not really, the hours aren't there for the high school kids. So we do a lot of college um, kids and stuff, and they, they seem to love it. You know, I keep a pretty good retention on staff um getting ready yeah i've noticed that mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of places i walk in and you know if i only go once every month or so you walk in and it's completely new faces yeah. the whole time yeah. but uh i mean over the years that you've been there i mean it's been pretty consistent yeah. for the most part or yeah. if i don't see somebody I'll come back and see them again, and I'm like, "Where have you been?" Oh, well, I was working at the other one. Yeah, you know, exactly. or whatever. So exactly. they're still they're still around, yeah. or they're helping, and they love get things that. Going. Yeah. They love being able to go from one location to the other. You know, it's a whole nother clientele. It's a whole nother feel or vibe of the shop. Um, so they really like to be able to bounce around. Everyone says that Republic is their favorite one. They're like the clientele has became like family. This community is amazing. Um, we get, you know. 90% of our clientele are there five, six, seven days a week. 
Um, so you grow a lot of relationships with it. You come in, it's kind of, we joke, it's kind of like cheers. So you come in, you're like, hey, Jake, you want that breakfast croissant this morning? You know, and um, you and might. See, you just called me out. You you know about the fact that I like the breakfast croissant. Yeah. Like you yeah. are, like you just. That's your thing, you man. You just ride out of That's there. That's your thing. Sometimes I go for the chorizo. Sometimes, burrito. yes. Yeah, but man, that breakfast croissant. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, sometimes I'll call on the phone and I'll say, is this Amanda? And she'll say, yeah, it is. Okay. okay that okay, now, now the people listening can't see what he just did, but it's this like kind of taken aback uh, motion that he did. And I had the same reaction when I called you one because t- I was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of in a rush for work. I'm going to stop by on there and you, sometimes, you know, the line's out the door. And so I'm not going to call ahead and try to get, you know, get that motor running before I get there. Right. Hey, you know, Black Lab, okay, yeah, breakfast sandwich, whatever. Is this Jake? And I was like, <laughs> yes, you recognize my voice. And I think, you know, I had only been in there maybe once or twice. And I don't even think I, you probably saw it on my credit card or something, you know. But, like, you knew my name after, like, the first or second yeah, time. That, and then come back um, six weeks later or whatever. And you, I'm like, how does he know that's my, my name? That's my business model. You know, I, I came in and... um. The coffee shop, there wasn't anything wrong with it, but it wasn't what my vision was. So I knew what my vision was from day one coming in. I kind of mentioned earlier about when you come in, it's kind of like cheers. So what I focused the most on whenever I came into Heroes at that time was I'm going to learn this person's drink. Because if I can learn their drink, they're going to be more loyal and they're going to come back. So I would... Let's say if you came in and you ordered a Guinness, I would go, I may not know your name, but I would say like, guy with glasses, Guinness, guy with beard and glasses, Guinness, guy with beard and glasses, Guinness. And I do that seven or eight times in my mind. Next time you come in, I'd be like, hey man, you want your Guinness? And you'd be like, actually I do. You know, James, uh, that popped in, he's actually been coming in there before I even owned it. He's, um, he teased me all the time. He's, he'll boss me around and say, I've been coming in here longer than you have, you know? And I'm like, well, that's true. He's not lying. That's fair. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, so with him, I learned, uh, we have a special drink. We call it the James and it's a pump and a half of vanilla and one pump of caramel quad shot latte. He gets it every day. He doesn't change it up. That's what he gets. And so when he started coming in, I was like, Hey man, do you want your drink? And he's like, what's my drink? And I was like, one and a half vanilla, one caramel quad shot. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do want that drink, man. You know, and uh, so everybody just kind of looked at me like the weird guy with the hand, uh, the hair bun, the the man bun for a long time. Um, you know, they're like, what's this guy about? Why, why is he why is he talking to me so much? You know what I mean? But it's because I love people and I wanted to learn um, about you. No, I, I don't I don't really care so much about the money. You have to have the money to make things happen. But I knew if I could build the relationships, the money would come. You know, I can remember setting up there at the coffee shop. We used to be open until 9 p.m. And I'd get there about 4.30 in the morning, and I'd leave there about a little bit after 10 after the time I got closed, and I'd do it all over the next day. But for 160 bucks all day long, you know what I mean? And that's very, very, very discouraging. When you're looking at, i got to pay my house payment. i got to do this. i got to do that. You know, um, I talk to so many uh, new entrepreneurs that are so discouraged, and it, it's not something that just happens overnight, you know. But like we kind of said earlier, if you get something in motion, keep the momentum going, it'll finally come through. Um, we didn't break through until about year four. 
Wow, that's a lot know? of patience. It's a lot of patience. And perseverance. It is. And it's a lot of, you know, um, hardship as well. You know, you're you're trying to put out this real positive image at the coffee shop, but you're dying inside. You know what I mean? You're like, how am I going to do this? The fortunate thing for me was I just came off of the out of the trade, and the last year I was out, I did really, really well. So I had a um, nest egg built up from the trade that carried me through for quite some time. Um, and then I was really the only employee of the coffee shop. Like I said, I worked open to close. Back then we weren't open on Sunday, so I did that six days a week. Sunday was my day to go to church and recharge my batteries and do it all over on Monday. Um, and I still work like that sometimes, but I've developed such a good crew that they take a lot of the load off, you know. Um, so it's a lot of just keep going, keep going. Don't give up. You know what I mean? I, I hear people uh, saying, well, I'm going to have to get a second job. Okay, you might have to do that. I, I'm not saying you can't do that, but don't give up on this. You know what I mean? It's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off way more tenfold than what that side gig at Walmart's doing for you. You know what I mean? Um, so I talk to people every day about this that they're like, how did you do it? I'm like, I just kept kicking the can. Keep kicking the can and finally it's going to turn over. You know what I mean? Um, it is not an easy road, though. You have to be fully committed. You have to be willing to be married. You hear that term, married to your business. Um, you have to be willing to give up family time. You have to be willing, you know, to miss ball games, to miss practices. Uh, it's not an easy, easy feat, you know. My son works in the coffee shop now, but when I started, he was um, eight, you know. And so, wow. So let, if you don't mind, let's, let's go there for a second. You get, uh, tell me about your, your kids and your family. Yeah. So yeah, before we get into your wife's, the, her business her ventures, venture, her I, just, venture. I also want to hear about just her as a person yeah, as well. For yeah, sure. so for sure. So, um, my wife and I, we met through, um, a mutual friend and they used to work at the old fusion bar off of, um, Kansas Expressway It's over by Buffalo Wild Wings on the North side. So Megan, my friend, worked with Krista, and we kind of met that way. Well, we went on a float trip, and the two miles into a 10-mile float, she breaks her arm. We, uh, we, we're going around a bend, and there's this, like, really nice grassy pasture out there with barbed wire fence. Um, on the bank, there's, like, some tires that are um, planted halfway in the ground with a little cooker there where you can have, like, your barbecue or whatever. And it's just a really pretty scene. Well, there's two horses back in the back of this field. So um, Megan and my wife, Krista, are over there calling these, call, you know, call, calling to these horses. I'm like, what are they doing? This is crazy. You know, I just barely even know this girl. These are wild horses? Well, they're, I mean, yes, in my eyes, they're wild horses. Okay. We might as well be like out in Arizona at okay. this point, you know. Okay. Um, I'm sure that there's some ones, you know what I mean? But we didn't know these horses. So <laughs> they eventually get them. Over there, I think they had some apples and stuff, and they're feeding these two horses, and they're petting them and stuff. Next thing I know, they slip through the fence, and I'm like, I don't know about this. You know, I'm going to kind of see where this goes. So me and my buddy, uh, we're sitting over there kind of watching from those tires. Well, they jump on the back of these two horses, take off through this field. They're both country girls, you know. They're both they're raised around horses doing this thing. My wife actually used to be a barrel racer. Um, didn't know that at so the she, time. So she knew what she was she doing. She knew what she was doing. So um, they take off through this field, and they come back up by the fence, 
and my wife is literally standing up on this horse. And I'm like, what is it? What is happening right now? Are we in a movie? What is this? I don't understand. So the horse goes to the left really sharp. And whenever um, the horse did that, she shifted and she fell off to the right. When she came back around, you can't see what I'm doing, but her hands were uh, behind her and she came down. She landed on her left wrist and broke her left wrist. We didn't know it was broken at the time, but she gets up and it's all limp looking. And I'm like, this isn't good. So she comes back over there and... Uh, we're in a canoe. Like I say, we're two miles into a 10-mile float, so we're too far to trek back up river. We're really far from the takeout. And so uh, we're floating a flat creek, double E down to low water. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but it's about a 10-mile float there. And she gets back in the canoe, and she's a ch- she's a trooper, man. She's just, like, not complaining. She's still trying to help me, you know, paddle and stuff. I put her in the front of the boat. I grew up on the river, so I feel like I'm a really good floater. Um, at least I know what I'm doing and can operate a canoe by myself. So I had a cutoff shirt, a sleeveless shirt, and um, a do-rag you know, on my head. So we made a makeshift sling out of it for her arm so she could set up there you know, and just hopefully make it through this That's very sweet. float trip. Yeah, you know, it's first date kind of stuff. That's how you got to treat them on the first date. But just kind of... <laughs> accidental accident yeah, like yeah. what is th- what is even happening so you know we're we're having a good conversation and i told myself on that first float trip i'm gonna marry this girl this is a girl no yeah yeah I, who else you know most you tell people go on a float trip if you think you want to marry somebody and you'll see who the true person is you know that, what I mean? okay that's fair so, so you said that like when this happened like yeah. when the arm broke yeah. and you saw how like hour resilient later. she was and you're yes. like all right this is she's it she's gonna make it through anything man i was like she makes it through this there's wow. nothing she's not gonna make it wow through. no kidding so she was three years into cosmetology school she's going to paul mitchell they hadn't even started cutting yet so she goes this is like sun saturday or sunday the following monday she goes to the doctor and they take x-rays they're like yeah you broke it so they she's like well i don't want to cast I need to have something I can take off and put on. And they're like, um, we can't do that, ma'am. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's not how this works. And she's like, you either put something on there that I can take off or I'm walking out of here right now and we're not doing anything. And they're like, well, so they put her in like one of those splint things, you know, Velcro-y things. And they're like, we're going to put you in this for a couple days. You're going to come back and we're going to put you in a cast. And she's like, okay, we'll do that. No, she's not going back, you know. So she goes, they're starting, they're, they're um, cutting on the floor. So she goes in there, first thing, takes that wrist guard off and just starts cutting hair. She's left-handed. She broke her left wrist. She's cutting hair. She does that her whole six or eight weeks or whatever. She's got to wear that thing. And never went back to the doctor, just pushed through it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a mindset that she has. She pushes through things. So she... uh she did she did amazing in, in school she um we fast forward we make it through schools cosmetology uh, schools nine months there at Paul Mitchell so like six weeks um before she graduated she came home and she said I found a building and I'm gonna open a salon and I was like okay so it was right there next to John the barber where Maddie Bees is at now just over the railroad tracks yep yep um it was a little hair salon already so we went in we painted it uh, I fixed some plumbing and stuff, you know, in there because I was I'm a union welder and pipe fitter um, at this time. So redo that. She starts there, right out of, like the day after, 
she got out of cosmetology school. No one does this. You know, no one, they all just like kind of go find their salon home, kind of bounce around for a little bit. They work for someone else or, fi- yes. or find a, what are they, when they like rent a chair yeah, or booth whatever. Rent, booth rent. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. she's like, nope, I'm doing my own. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. So, um, she, she took off. It was her and like three girls straight out of cosmetology school. They shared that little bitty 400 square foot triangular building. They would work two on, two off, two on, two off kind of thing. Well, six months later, she found a building just right behind, um, uh, Sunshine Corner there on Grant Street. You just come right there to Maine and Grant, turn left just across the street from Clearwater Plumbing. And we turn that into a hair salon. She starts doing hair out of there. It's a, Another just a three-chair hair salon with, like, two backwash bowls, three stylist chairs, and that's it. You know, little waiting room, refrigerator in the back. So we're there for five years, and she, the space where she's at now in the Republic Town Center comes available, so she moves over there. We flip that into a hair salon. She starts doing hair out of there, and now we're back to the time about a year and a half when I come on the scene in the coffee shop. So I come on board with Heroes, kind of going back to that story. I come on board with Heroes, um, start learning everything, donate my time for a year. In January of 2017, we we bought Heroes. So we signed another one-year contract with um, Heroes, who is a local roaster at the time in downtown Springfield over off of Mill Street. There's five of us. At that time, there was um, my uh, our our shop. There was the one in the airport. There was the roaster downtown off of Mill Street. They had a little cafe inside. There was one in West Plains, and then there's one out in Topeka, Kansas. <clears throat> and so we hung with them um, until the end of 2017. They uh, released that they're going to move to Bentonville because her husband was worked for Walmart was pretty high up with Walmart so it just made sense they were driving back and forth from Bentonville anyway but they were going to move the shop over to Bentonville so we're like okay we'll see kind of how this goes this is in the 2017 and I just had a real uneasy uh, feeling about sending my money out of state I always knew that when I did this I wanted to stay as local as what I possibly can I want to help my community I want to support my people that's what I want to do. I don't want to send my money to Arkansas because that's not helping anything around here. So, um, Sean with Copper Canyon was amazing. He came over and he said, hey, man, I know that they relocated. If you ever need anything, I'm just down the road. Let me know kind of thing. So we were having a little issues getting product. You know, they had to drive it up from Bentonville if we were kind of an emergency situation. It would take a day sometimes to get that turned around. So I'd call Sean and be like, I'll have it there in 10 minutes. He'd bag it up, bring it over to me. You know, we'd make it through the weekend unscathed. And so at the end of 2017, the beginning of 2018, we knew that we wanted to do something else. And we're like, what what are we going to do? So we're laying in bed, talking about it, praying about it. Uh, And he was then seven, seven, our, our black lab diesel. He was seven, and he was laying on my wife's chest in bed, and she said, what do you think about Black Lab? And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool, like Black Lab chemistry, like a laboratory, black coffee, that might work. And she's like, no, like D. And I was like, 
I love it. That's amazing. Let's do it. So she's, she's like, yeah, we'll just flip the script. We'll do everything dog related. We'll <coughs> come up with a brand new menu. Excuse me. We'll come up with a brand new menu and, um, we'll just do this black lab style. And so, um, my brother is a graphic art designer, so I sent a picture of Diesel to him, and I was like, hey, man, can you cartoon him up a little bit? I'd like to incorporate a coffee mug somehow. And so he sent back the logo with um, the dog with the coffee mug on his nose, bouncing it, you know, like a treat or something. And we started creating a menu at that point. And so we <coughs> and had announced to Heroes that we weren't going to re-sign a contract. And so it took us a little bit of time to do the transition, you know, so they were really gracious and let us kind of extend that contract just That's a good. little bit. That's good. Yeah. 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 They're good people. And, um, so here we are, we're doing our, our black lab thing and it just took off. It was like, wow, this is the best thing we did. We ever did. Cause everybody loves dogs. Everybody loves coffee. So, you know, it was something to talk about. Like, hey, have you seen that coffee shop that's all dog-themed? That yeah, You guys got a lot of press around that yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember Everyone that was distinctly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, sure. Exactly. And, there, you know, it was something that this area hadn't seen. And so, plus it was relatable. You know what I mean? So, um, people would bring their dogs in and want to, hey, this is Ace or this is whatever, you know. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, come up with a flavor combination. We'll put them on the menu. You know what I mean? Um, so that kind of helped us to create this broad menu that we have because we have, well, we have seven specialty drinks and then uh, seasonal, we have another eight or so. So we have almost 20 drinks on the menu to choose from that can be a little overbearing at times. Um, so do you have like a, like a secret menu? Because yeah. I see sometimes you post like, especially after people's pets pass away yeah, yeah sometimes you'll do like a drink in honor of that dog yeah or even you know the james yeah right that's yeah, that's yeah. not that's not dog uh themed but yeah so i mean uh you have what's on the chalkboard yep. but then there's like this whole other in yeah, and out style yeah. secret menu that people can yes. pick from yeah so that kind of that kind of goes back to the the hero days that started happening like uh, Leslie Forbes, she's uh, my silent partner is what I we joke and say because she's, she's been coming in there every day. She buys a big drink every day, every single day. I don't, Sunday, it doesn't matter. And um, she had, she, her drink is white chocolate and caramel. And so there was a girl that was coming in and her name was um, Melissa. Well, she would only come in maybe three times a year and order the drink. And so Leslie would come in. She's like, we need to change that to the Molesley. And I was like, all right, Leslie, let's do it. So we started calling it the Molesley. It wasn't on the menu. It was just a thing. You know, we had to tell all the baristas, this, if she comes in, this is what her drink is. And so uh, fast forward a few years, and you were just speaking about how whenever pups pass away, we like to honor them. That's that's really the only way we know how to show love. You know what I mean? So um, I mean, that's going to mean a lot to people. When it does. Do it, and I it mean, means like a lot that, to us, too. That really is going to like, because yeah. it, that's hard. It can I be mean, ugly. It can be really hard. It can hard. be ugly. Yeah. I'm crying. They're crying. You know what I mean? The I'm crying because they're sad. They're in there telling me their story. And I'm like, let's just put them on the menu. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So, it's a really cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So this 250-pound dude sitting in there crying in his coffee shop. But, you know, so Leslie's um, pup passed away. His name was Doogie. And I was like, Leslie. 
why don't we just name it the Doogie? And she's like, would you really? And I'm like, yeah, you're the silent partner. Let's do it. So she was one of the very first ones. Actually, Amber Blades um, was the very first one that we did that with, with her pup Duke when he passed away. Um, so I said, what flavor combination would you like? And she's like, I don't know. You know, I li he liked um, Nutella on a, a spoon like every now and again. And I was like, oh, we can do that. Why don't we do chocolate and hazelnut? That'll be Nutella-y. So well, anyway, we created the Duke that way. And that's a, one of our top sellers in Republic, you know. Um, so it works out. So, you know, we'll we'll throw anything out there and try it. And then if it sticks and people love it, we just add it to the menu officially. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we, try to, we try to do that. We just had a, a really good family and longtime um, regulars at the coffee shop. Their pup this week passed away, Peanut. Um, so we said, yeah, we'll come up with a, a coffee drink for you on that. So that one's got chocolate, caramel, and peanut butter. It's really close to the Scooby-Doo, but we add a little caramel to it, so it kind of puts a uh, Twix kind of twist on it I like love a, twix oh they're so good yeah I twix i took a drink of, i hadn't tried it yet and we made one this morning and there's a little leftover so i poured it in a little um cup and tried to tried it and it was like man that tastes just like a twix that one's probably one of the better ones i think we came up with so all right uh we're gonna take just a quick break and then when we come back on the other side i want to ask you about kind of your experience getting through COVID. Yeah, and some of absolutely. The, some of the jukes that you might have had to do during that is you were also trying to expand. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So I want to talk about uh, that, and I also want to talk about some of the other ways that you've uh, been involved in the community, and we will do that right after this break. Perfect. And now for a short segment called Ava's Accolades, where you get to hear something positive from a kid. Ava's accolades, da na na da na na da. Ava's accolades, da na na da na na da. Hello and welcome to today's accolades. Today's accolade goes to the Republic Martial Arts Academy. It's where I go personally to train for jujitsu. I can make friends while getting an awesome workout. And the coaches, they're pretty strict, but that's how you learn discipline. Adults can go, kids can go, and even little toddlers can go. Everybody learns new things, and it's one of my favorite accolades. Goodbye. Ava's accolades, da na na da na na da. Ava's accolades, da na na da na na da. And we're back. Uh, Case Howard, Black Lab Coffee. So you're opening your business in Republic. It's like 2018, rolling into 2019. You're an established part of the community. I I can remember. Um, a buddy of mine, Shane Kennard, yeah. uh, was like referred to Black Lab as Republic's watering hole. <laughs> yes. that, that's kind of where yes. people come to meet and whatever. And that was one of the first, I was like, oh, Black Lab, that was one of the first times I had actually um, kind of heard of you and when you went into my brain space. So you're getting established in, in the community. As you said, you know, it takes a few years to kind of really get the gears turning and uh, get that momentum going. And then everything locks down. Yes. So yes. Uh, how did you 
I guess, how did you deal with COVID? It seemed like, I mean, I went several times during, you know, that period and uh, it seemed like people were still coming in to get their coffee. It was amazing. I mean, it was honestly, that first shutdown was amazing. What, what was the scary part is they shut the hair salon down. So the, the hair salon is definitely the breadwinner of our household. So boom, overnight, $65,000 a month out of our pocket. You know, to pay bills and that sort of thing, just overnight. So I was like, "Oh my goodness!" The, on the coffee shop's best day, it's not going to do sixty-five thousand. You know, best month ever, it's not going to do even half of that. You know, like what are we going to do here? So, uh, we were hustling. My wife's a warrior, man. Like we talked earlier, she just pushed us through everything. So as soon as lockdown happened, she jumped on the computer. She started applying for the PPP, the EIDL. We were actually one of the in the first tier for the PPP were actually so fast that they kicked us back out because they had a glitch in the system and you know, we got accepted, everything was going good. And we're like, Oh, it's going to be fine. They're going to give us, you know, money to help pay for payroll and this and that it's going to be good. And then bam, they kick us out. And so she just bam, right back 12 hours a day, man. She would sit there and just hit submit, 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 I'm not giving up, not giving up. She's a warrior, man. She's, she is a warrior. And, um, so, I'm at the coffee shop, and we're we're from uh, six to six at this point. And I just had I had four employees, and three of them had just gotten back from spring break. So I was like, "Girls, you gotta stay home for 14 days in quarantine." So now it's just my myself and my manager Logan, and we're working from six to six. And th- and this community is amazing. We had just um paid off the school debt with the help of the PTO as well. Myself and my wife, we all took up a collection and um, we paid off the lunch debt at the school, at the middle school and the elementary schools. It's something my wife wanted to do for a long time and we just started collecting donations and call them up and they said, hey, it's this amount. So we wrote them a check and we'd just done that like a week before the shutdown. And so KY3 had came and done a little bit on us about that. And so we had pretty good exposure right before the shutdown. So people were hot on people's minds. So people just started coming. We had people coming from Rogersville and Cassville. From out of town. Out of town. COVID. Yeah. We, uh, we, of course, we were shut down inside. So uh, my wife. Of course, all these people probably aren't commuting to work at this point. Exactly. And so they're like, oh, I oh, guess we'll driving from Rogersville to Republic yeah. is not that big of exactly. a deal. Exactly. Right. So. Like I say, at this time, it's just uh, myself and Logan, my manager, and we're super busy. And so we're trying to keep up with the the demand from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I was like, Logan, we're killing ourselves. We're not going to be able to do this. Let's close down a little bit early. So we went to like three for the first week, and then I think we went to one, and then we went to 1130. And we were still making doing $1,000 days in business. You know what I mean? That's at $4 a cup of coffee. That's, that's moving. And so we were, we were doing that and, um, you know, we're trying our hardest to keep up with bills and stuff. And so to put our, uh, commercial loan, um, and deferment and our cars and stuff, we had to come up with the interest. And so that was like $817. And we're like, Oh my goodness, we don't have that kind of, you know, we don't have that. 
And so I'm standing there. We They just allowed like 20%, 25% capacity at this time. And so we could let people come into the counter, and we had our X's on the floor and all that stuff. Um, we could let them come in and order, and then they had to, you know, take it outside or whatever. And uh, one of our regulars came in, and she handed me an envelope. And I could tell there was money in it, but, you know, I wasn't going to just open it up and be rude. So I was talking to her, and she said, you don't want to lose that envelope. And I said, well, thank you very much. So I went back when her kind of slowed down. I put it in my office, and I went and opened it up. There's $800 in that envelope. So we were able to put our loans on deferment for three months by Wow. How cool is that, man? That's that's wow. God. That, that's oh, a, for that's sure. a God thing right yeah, there. Yeah, buddy. Um so, you know, we were able to do that and it just like it just kept coming together for us. It kept coming together for us. And so we're like, oh, maybe April, maybe turning into May at this point. And my wife, they had, we were shut down for 45 days in the hair salon, so my wife was downtown in our downtown hair salon, and she comes home, and she, on her way home, she calls me. She's like, hey, I found your second location. We signed paperwork on Tuesday, and I was like, uh, uh, excuse me? Like, uh, what? what a second, second location? Second location. Um, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we signed paperwork on Tuesday. And I was like, all right, baby, let's do it. Let's do this. So she had um, walked out to her car and saw – the guy putting some lease information in our uh, in the windows of the building walked over, talked to him, negotiated a lease right there on the spot. Called me and said, "Hey, this is what we're doing." But she was amazing because not only did she negotiate the lease down to where you know we could incubate into it, but she put a, a clause in there that if they shut us back down to curbside, only fifty percent of the rent would be due. If they shut us all the way down. No rents due until they lift the order. Wow. Yes. No one. No one had done that. So every lease that we've um, went into now, moving forward, we've negotiated that into. Wow. It's so like, so this is, what was the uh, downtown Springfield location? Which so, wait, where, where's, What's the address? So where's it's 300 at? West McDaniel. It's yep. um, right on the corner of McDaniel and Patton Alley. Um just south of Hertz Donuts, it's right across the street from the old bus station. Uh, right out the front door where the where you got on the bus, that's a parking lot now. That's right out our front door. Yeah, I've been I've been in there, uh, and it has a different vibe. It's than, super than super the Republic. Cool. Yeah. It, it feels like a downtown yes, exactly. kind of a place. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So when we walked in there, my wife really likes that show on Netflix, Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but they have an old bar with like the exposed brick columns in it and the really tall ceilings and stuff and um she goes picky blinders and i was like all right baby let's do it so we uh we changed all the lighting out to like the edison lighting i built a really pretty beautiful light over a uh, table that a buddy of mine uh my cast built um it's out of big huge edison bulbs that are you know different shapes and stuff um it's it's just really pretty and you there. have those kind of um like tables that are kind of set aside. They're almost yeah. like little bars almost. Yeah, like little yeah. secluded yeah. booths that yeah, you exactly. got there. Yeah, so if you're like so on a date or something, those are little perfect. perfect. Yeah. And it's perfect for COVID. So right oh, be- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So right before us, it was a tattoo parlor. So those were their tattooing bays, and so we just decided ah, to leave them. You okay. know, we're like, oh, this yeah. would work perfect. We can put a table in here. Um, I was going to ask you what it was just because when you when you first walk in there, you know, you're like, okay, this 
works. Yes. But I don't think this was designed from the ground up as no. a coffee place. No. But like when my wife and I went in there, we just um, had something else downtown that day for my daughter and it dropped her off. And we were like, hey, we're going to go try that at the location. And those little secluded, that was perfect. Oh, they perfect. were perfect. The, perfect. the kids love them. I yeah. mean, those are the number one seats that people go to now. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it, prior to us, it was um, a tattoo parlor. Before that, it was um, a bar called like Cafe Muerto or something. I found some of the menus in the basement. Um, but before that, it was part of the brick, I believe. And they would cook pizzas over where Tinga Tacos is, which is two doors down. They would run them through the, I call it the dungeon, but it's uh, the basement, and then they'd pop them up where our kitchen is now, and they'd take them out to the clientele and serve them uh, through the restaurant there. And so you can definitely tell that it used to be a bar because it's got the really tall black, everything was black in there, um, black bar to it. And so it's a really, it's it, it's it's an Instagram place. Everybody loves to take their picture in there yeah 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 for sure so my wife my wife designed it uh we built it out um like i say my buddy mike ass he did all the the tables that was a great thing too because he has um a missionary work that he goes out to the fordland prison and he um has like a bible study and he does a wood shop and that and he um he makes that his his ministry you know, so he's bringing people to the Lord while they're in prison. How cool is that, man? Um, so when our COVID happened, it shut him down. So what he did was he found a little place uh, a little bit south of town out there. So when our people, uh, they were coming out of, I guess you'd call it prison, were coming out of prison, they would go to this the compound called Iron Bridge, and he would, um, they would do the same thing. Woodwork, he had like little apartments back there they'd live in. Uh, they went. They get up at like four o'clock in the morning, do a Bible study, um, then they go work in the wood shop, and then they would sell what they made and um, make money that way. And then once they completed the six-month program, he would help them get a job in like construction, and then they would be, you know, contributing to That's society cool. again. That's cool. It was super cool. And so during all this. Uh, I was able to kind of hook up with him, and they built all of our tables that go in there. Um, so I was really proud to be able to support something like that than just going to someone, hey, man, can you build me some tables, you know, kind of thing. Um, so he, they did all that. They built the, the real big table in the, in the front was just out of a pile of old barn wood that they ran through a planer, and then they laid down the legs and turned out gorgeous, man. They did a really good job, really good job. So... um. Anyway, we get going over there uh, in downtown, and I'm trying, you know, to hire more staff, train them, and get back into Republic because I'm hearing all the time, hey, man, I was going to stop by, but I didn't see your truck, so I didn't. And I'm like, well, I still got bills. Please still support yeah, me. I don't have to be there for you to get, like, you can still get the same <laughs> right, coffee. Right, exactly. say so, hi to my wonderful staff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's all going pretty good, you know, uh, all good. You know, it was a little chaotic, but it was coming together. Everything starts coming together. So then my wife's like, hey, I want to open a hair salon in New Orleans. And I'm like, all right, baby, let's do it. So she she's a national educator for Euphoria International. So she's on their business team. She's on their educational team. She's on their cutting team. Um, she travels with the platform artist as well. So her territory is Louis- Louisiana, Arkansas, 
northern Missouri, um, Oklahoma, so she goes here and teaches. Well, there was um, a business opportunity that came up. The salon owner was kind of looking to kind of retire. She's like, hey, would you be interested in buying my hair salon? There was um, a manager there, uh, Andrea, which is our business partner there, that really wanted to do something, but we just came out of COVID. She, the funds aren't there to do it. Um, so we were very fortunate to, to get uh, our EIDL loan as well on top of the PPP. So we had a little bit of money to do some stuff with. We used that to kind of do the build out for the downtown location plus the, the Louisiana, the New Orleans location. So they went down, um, started, this is like a six-month process talking to this lady. Unfortunately, the business that she wanted us to buy was a not not a good business investment. Um, so Andre was like, Krista, I still want to do this. I want to be the boots on the ground. I want to do the hair. I want to manage it. I want to do the whole thing. Um, let's just find a place and let's do it. My wife's like, okay, let's do it. So... They find a little white box, if you will, little place that's just a just a four white walls, and I come in and do all the the plumbing and all the electrical and all the the water kind of you know come in and on a weekend and do all that stuff because that's what I used to do all the time, and we get it up and going uh, about March. So this is January. It takes about a month and a half to get it up and going get all of our permits, all of our business license going. Um, and they start doing, doing hair down there, doing really, really well. And so we're, we're this, we're pushing into the springtime and then hurricane Ida hits and it's like, oh man, they shut everything down for three weeks. There was a boil, um, order for, I think six weeks. So you can't really do hair with, you know, ocean water. <laughs> so uh shut everything down and we're like praying you know please don't let us lose this one we just opened it up we're trying to do this really good thing for this family down there by you know the, the plan is to kind of get it up and going and then maybe letting them take it on you know what i mean kind of thing and so we're we're doing that well then they come back that the, the whole time that team is amazing and they're they're out doing community work they're donating water they're out helping clear stuff they're out you know bringing food to people, doing the whole thing, just, just acts of service. And so they get back in there and they're, they're doing it and they're doing it. Uh, they're doing really well. Like that's a really good area that she's in, in new Orleans. They actually saw, they took pictures of Brad Pitt, um, just outside there filming something, um, down there. They've seen, um, Sandra Bullock. They've seen a whole lot of famous people right there in the, it's in the, um, uh, Irish channel. Of New Orleans, so you have the business district, the French Quarter, and then the Irish Channel. And we're over there in the Irish Channel, so it's kind of like, um, oh, kind of like the Galloway area in Springfield. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of that kind of you know thing, and so they're starting to take off. Well, then they have just a a salon walkout. They have all these girls decide that you know we're gonna go kind of do something else for a little while because we've been through all this hair's not really it for us so we're gonna go do whatever and so they lost i think like three or four well my wife flies down for a couple weeks and just starts you know bringing the team together and doing a bunch of education with them and and, and setting them back on fire they're doing better than they ever could have with the like half the people you know what i mean so um 
that just shows the resilience of that of that community and of my wife and of who she builds up around herself you know what i mean um so we get the we get the new orleans location going and this is like july or august and i get a facebook message um on my phone from springtown coffee and they're like hey we love what you got going on with the dogs theme we're looking to do other things would you guys be interested in sitting down and talking and i'm like no way jose you know there's no way well my wife is on the instagram and messaging uh, facebook messenger as well she just doesn't always respond she kind of sets in the background she's at the airport at four o'clock in the morning in houston and she just starts responding setting up all these meetings and i'm like what i'm texting her on the back end i'm like what are you doing we just opened up three businesses <laughs> this would be the third two businesses in the middle of a pandemic what are you doing like shouldn't we slow down a little bit and get these established don't you think she's like no no press on that's it just keep going keep that momentum going so we uh we set up a meeting we start talking to them and it's a go and we're like all right we're gonna do this so uh we go in that one was a super easy turnaround we just had to throw a little black lab at it and it was super it was already set up as a coffee shop everything was in place all the you know grinders and machine everything was in place so i added like a wood feature in the back of it we redid a little bit of the lighting painted a few walls redid the menu and we were up and running in six days six yeah days six days turnaround we had business licenses in hand the whole bit it was super easy because we already had the established downtown one so we just had to go in and yeah you galloway's know, super nice area super nice I, area. I went i've been in there when it was springtown uh two owners prior not the people yeah. that would have contacted you but the people before yeah, them the original uh and so i went in there to you know kind of support them and yeah. whatever and it's a man that is such a nice such little a, place it's beautiful it's you know? beautiful i yeah. mean you're going down battlefield road yep and you're just like yep i'm in springfield you know mm -hmm. it feels like springfield and then you make that turn there on lone pine and head south yep and it doesn't take very long the road twists a little bit yep. and it feels like you're in like eureka springs exactly. or something it, it does like austin texas right or it doesn't yeah. feel like the rest of springfield and that's not in a good way or a bad no. way it's just you know kind of what it is you're right and you know everything's very walk you go down there and yes. everybody's walking around yeah. and it, it's just like a whole different like little sub community yeah, down exactly. there and it's just a wonderful place it's wonderful and that's a you good know. um the just kind of when you walk in to that coffee shop uh, it's it seems very open, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and what a great place! Yes, it's yeah. small, but it like you said, it's got the parks out the front window, right out the front window, um, so it makes it feel really big. So uh, you have made it a point, as you kind of said earlier, to you're getting to know people's names, you're getting really involved with the community. I see stuff like um, Jason Shaw and the Tristan mm -hmm. Hope Foundation. Mm -hmm. They're meeting at Black Lab. Yeah. Uh, you're doing stuff like paying off the the school debt, and there's all kinds of stuff. And I I don't you know want to put you on the spot, and uh, you know I know you're humble and all that, but like. Black Lab has done a lot for the community, sometimes at your own expense. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you're a small business owner yeah. and you've got these bills to pay, um, but you've really made it a point to 
become a like treasured centerpiece of the community. Yeah. And I think that's really awesome. Isn't that what Jesus did? That is, exa- yeah, it's, well, bingo. I mean, you yeah. hit it on the head. And I, yeah. I think that just from, you know, the outside looking in, I feel like you are reaping what you're sowing yeah. in that yeah. way, right? Like you're putting people at the center of your business and, you know, the support is going to come exactly. if you do that. Exactly. And, you know, um, I just, you know, I pay attention. I, I, I'm, I think I get this from my father. He was a correctional officer at the federal prison for 28 years and he's really good at, first impressions reading people you know so um someone might come in and i can see that they've got some something's heavy you know what i mean i don't know what it is but something's heavy i might just be like hey this one's on me today and the you know 15 20 minutes will go by and then the phone will ring and i'll go back there and i'll be like hey case with black lab how may i help you and they're like i just want to let you know that my grandmother passed away last night and that cup of coffee and the way that you treated me change my whole perspective of the day around. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, If you're much, paying attention. Man. It doesn't. It you doesn't take much. open your eyes and, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, not to go too far into what the world's going on with today, but if we all just open our eyes a little bit and paid attention to each other, it'd be a whole lot better place. You know what I mean? Just oh, sure. Not so much about me, more so about us. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I've always done that and... <laughs> so I pay attention to Facebook. I pay attention to everything. Uh, you mentioned Jason. That that guy, I tell you what, he is he's such an amazing person uh, to come from tragedy like that and to be in the place that he is today and doing such good things with this community um, actually brings tears to my eyes, man, because we kind of went through that with my son. Um, uh, we had two attempts with my son as well, when he was one where he's 12 and one where he's 14. And I didn't really know anything about this because he lived with mom. Uh, he's coming back and forth every other weekend. You know, when we're there, we're just hanging out, doing our thing. He's in a good headspace. Um, really didn't know anything about it. But when the pandemic hit, he came to live with us full time. And not to go down into that story, but um, we went, we got into counseling, and I'm sitting there in counseling. And I'm hearing all this stuff unfold. You know, I'm just sitting there like a fly on the wall, but listening. And I'm just in tears. And you know what I mean? I'm like, I had no idea. So that's, as a parent, that is the scariest thing in the world. And I don't know. Oh, I, I, I do know. I would not do as well as Jason does. And with those other kids that come in there, just to, to have a place, a safe place for them to come where they can all be one you know what i mean and and not only that but honor tristan and in at the same time you know what i mean um i am just honored to be able to supply uh uh, four walls for that to happen and um and i'm very thankful for jason for i mean it just kind of organically happened you know he started coming in and was like hey man do you mind if we meet here on sunday like absolutely not let's do this man so uh every now and again i'll throw him hundred dollar gift card or whatever to use on the people but he pays for most of that out of his pocket he pays for all those kids drinks to come in and stuff and wow speaks life into them and then they go from there and they might go to any bees and bowl and you know what i mean he's just he's amazing person yeah he, yeah. he his heart <laughs> is in it 200 percent. yes exactly. it has become it's becoming his life's work yes exactly in honor of tristan yes yeah, exactly and sure. i and talking about paying attention i pay attention to people like that 
And I try to just take a little bit of everything, everybody. You know what I mean? Little influences here and there and then turn my own spin on it, and that's what I do, you know. Um, so that's kind of why Black Lab does what it does. Yeah. So what's in store for the future? I, oh. I, I almost hesitate to ask Ooh. that because everything that you've described to me thus far, the future just kind of like... Boom happens, Boom, happens, right? And it more like you get a, it's like a, a freight a, train, man. It's just going well. More like Krista's just like, hey, we're doing a thing tomorrow. <laughs> That's it, right? That's, um, but, so, but what what is on your mind? Are we are we looking at a a fourth, you know, location or, or what? What's well, on your mind for the future? I think it depends on who's in this seat, who you're asking, but. I would say that's not out of the realm. Uh, actually, tomorrow we close on a commercial building in Springfield for my wife's hair salon. It'll be her um, third location in Springfield, or in the area. She's got Republic Plaza Towers, and now we're buying the old Mojo Pie. Right yeah. there off Glenstone. Right there off Glenstone. Okay, all right. Um, so, we. Uh, <laughs> that's a funny story. Um, back, oh, it was cold outside. I'm going to say March. We had another location under contract that we were going to buy. Well, that kind of, without going into too many details, that kind of fell through um, on their end. And so we're like, hey, we think this is a God thing. Maybe we should slow down a little bit. We kind of talked about it um, several nights in a row. And we both came to agreement that we're going to hold off for a little bit. So she calls me. I was at our downtown location. She's like, can you come look at a commercial building? I was like, absolutely not. And she's like, just come look at it. It's Mojo Pie. It used to be a hair salon. I was like, okay. So I leave the shop, go over there, and I'm I'm like in my apron. I don't know if people would understand what I'm describing, but just coffee apron, jeans, and a Black Lab t-shirt. So I roll up over there, and I see the outside. I've never seen the building yet. So I see the outside, and it looks like this um, building straight out of Dr. Seuss, um, like the Whoville houses with the okay. crazy architectural okay. it's got a big heart window in the top uh the big neon orange mojo pie sign there's a a bust of a woman on the outside of the building okay and i'm like oh boy so i walk inside and it's even more even more it's just big open ceilings there's um copper copper pipe made into like mannequins in there all this it's very eccentric color scheme it's it's just wild and i'm i walk in and it's my wife and two realtors they're both in suits my wife's dressed like how she is very professional and beautiful all the time and there's you and your and apron. there's me and my apron with coffee on it and so <laughs> so i walk in my wife's smiling ear to ear the whole trip over there i'm like how am i going to talk her out of this it's already a hair salon i can't really mechanically say this isn't possible you know um and i just walk in i said well I just need to know how much, you know, I, I don't need to see anything else. I just need to know how much they're asking and if it's in the price point. <laughs> and so I was talking to the realtor guy and um, I didn't know that the owner was there. Usually they're not there, but he's upstairs. And I just happened to mention that I used to be a welder because got like exposed beams everywhere and, you know, catwalks up in the up high in the in the ceiling and stuff. And. The guy heard me say that, and he's like, you used to be a welder? And he flies down the stairs, and he's like, so much energy. And I'm like, who's this guy? And they're like, oh, this is this is Tony. He He's the owner of the building. And so we start talking and hit it off really well. And um, he's like, you know what? 
I really like you guys. We're going to make this happen. And my wife, being my wife, she said, the only way we can make this happen is for X amount of dollars. And it's like $100,000 underneath what he's got listed. And he goes, yeah, we could probably make that happen. Just on a verbal agreement. We walk out of there. Two days later, we got it under contract. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild in this economy? Like, wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Dang. Yes. That's my the wife. The future is now. Wow. <laughs> crazy stuff how yes. all that happens. Oh, it's crazy. How it's just like, let's do it. That's it. Like You just, I mean, momentum. You just keep it going. And, you know, I tell everybody, I'm like, I don't know. This is a crazy time. We're the the brokest we've ever been, but the most expand, you know, the most yeah, expansion sure. we've ever had. So, so. what do you still though like do you want to work at the Republic location? Yes, That's where Republic's I see you home. at the most. Republic's yeah. home. It'll okay. always be home. Um I would like to have a a little trailer and go around and kind of have a following on Facebook and do that whole thing. Um You mean like for events or just whatever? like occasionally. You know yeah. what I mean? Like hey on Wednesdays I'll be here or there or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, but with this, you know, we're thinking we'll probably start out maybe if we do a fourth location as a coffee trailer out there just in the parking lot kind of thing. Um, but we don't know. We'll see. We'll see where all that kind of leads. But um yes, Republic is home and always will be home and that's where I feel the most comfortable. That's where I grass rooted this whole thing, you know, um built it from the foundation up and you won't find me anywhere else. I have uh, two more questions for yeah. you. The first one is, where in Republic, other than Black Lab, do you like to eat? Oh, I where, like where's your, where's your favorite place to eat in where's Republic? My, I would probably say Ease In. Bill, okay. com, Bill comes in the coffee shop every day, okay. religiously. Him and Lisa are great people. Um, Ease In, uh, we do a lot with... Jimmy down there at Rip Mo. Yep. I yep. guess we're burger people. Um, it sounds like it. <laughs> but uh, I really like bears right over here next door. Um, I like to keep my money local. We don't eat out a ton. You know, being small business owners, it's not really in the budget if you want to do things. You know yeah, what sure. I mean? Um, <clears throat> but we like to support local, and those are our, probably our top okay. go-to ones. Yeah, yeah. Ease, ease yeah. in. Ease, and, uh, ease is And it sounds best. like Rep Mo's a, a close second, if not oh, an either. I, I don't know equal. that I can say first or second, but. Yeah, uh, burgers. J- Jimmy's a, he's a, you know, he he makes me smile every day. He, uh, we we talk a lot through Messenger and stuff. And ah, yeah. He'll send me a little message and stuff. And I'm like, man, you're killing it. You're doing great. And he's like, I'm just trying to follow your suit. And I'm like, no, you're not, man. You got your own thing going on. You know what I mean? So he's, he's a light. He's a light, man. Yeah. If if you haven't tried out. He'll be on the show eventually. If you haven't tried out Retmo burgers, go try them out. So good. So good. The tacos are good. The burgers are good. Everything, man. Yes. The street corn, out of this world. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Out of this world. Now he's in too. You stop through there and. Do you know they have many tacos? They have mini tacos. Yeah, like Jack in the Box style mini tacos. No, I didn't know that. Best, you gotta know what yeah. you don't know. I like their fries. Their fries are amazing. Their I, fries um, are pretty good too. The the Cajun curly cues. Lisa turned me on to those, and I've never been back. I have tried to eat an Ease In burger in one bite, and I can't do it. Cool. But I did try. Maybe we should make this a challenge. I I don't I don't even really know like what ins- what 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 prompted me to do that, but I just I was so hungry. I had it in the palm of my hand, and I'm like. I wonder. This is I the just feet. This whole thing. Those aren't small burgers. No, no, they're not Retmo. They're not Retmo burgers. They're not Retmo burgers. Retmo burgers no. are massive. Right, 
and so I wouldn't even try no, that one. But no. an ease in burger, I'm like, I might be Ooh. able to do this in one in one Ooh. goal. And I couldn't. There you go. Maybe yeah. the, I don't know. Maybe turn that into maybe something. Bill needs to make it. You know, you do it in one bite. This burger's on us or something. Yeah, or, or whatever. Your next one's free or something. Yeah, yeah something. you know what? Hmm. You can have. You can eat as many burgers as you want as long as you eat them you all know. in one bite. Oh, <laughs> every one of them. But if you don't get it, you got to pay. Yeah, then you get right. Yeah, if you if you try to make too many attempts or what, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna work on Bill. So, th- I'll think talk on, to him in the morning. There you go. Think of something <laughs> with that, and and there you go. That one's free. Uh, and then my second. And and final question is, who is Cluck Williams? <laughs> oh boy! So I get a a phone call from James, and he's like, "Hey, I need your chicken." And I'm like, "You can't just have my chicken, man! What are you talking about?" He's like, "I need a chicken," and I'm like, uh, "Okay." He's so like, you, "You have chickens uh, at we home?" Have, yes, my wife loves animals. If you haven't can't tell with the blank lab, but so we have. I'm gonna tell on her, but. We have uh, seven dogs. We had six chickens. Now we're down to four and four cats. But we have two acres, a little over two acres there, right on the edge of town. It's like our little oasis. And my wife, you'll come home. She'll be sitting on our deck and literally have a chicken on her knee, another one beside her, maybe one perched on her shoulder like a parrot. I'm like, what does even happen? Is this a Disneyland? Is this a Disney movie? See, I, I- these are pets. These are yes, they're pets. She's named them all. Okay, they, she's so not eating these. No, 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 no. Okay. Eggs. We eat the eggs. Okay. We do the eggs. Okay. Um, I I joked because they poop everywhere, everywhere. You're like, listen, you better knock that off. That's I'm it. Eat Fried you. chicken. Fried. I tell them. I'm like, those thighs are looking good, girl. Those thighs are looking oh good. Oh my god. But uh, my wife's like, you better stop that. Um, but so <laughs> James calls me up and he's like, man, I need a chicken. And I was like, okay. And he's like. I'll be there in just a minute. So he rolls up, and he's, it's a time that he's releasing his uh, album. And so he's like, I need you I need you in this, this clip. And I was like, what are you talking about, need me in this clip? And if you haven't seen me, I'm a, I'm, I'm a 250-pound guy with a man bun. I don't look like I should be around chickens or know anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> so he's like, I need you just to, like, talk about, some chickens and so he's got a chicken underneath his arm and he's doing this spill i don't know if you saw the album release but yeah. doing this spill with this chicken under um uh less pants more banjo sign and all this <laughs> over there and he's like case you're on and i'm like what do you want me to say man and he like gives me this trucker hat and a chicken and i'm over there just talking about chickens <laughs> that's all yeah it was a promo video for his uh his latest album yes. which is pretty dang good it's so. very good and i was like I saw the promo video and I was like, "Wait a second here!" <laughs> I think I had on a tie dye T shirt and a trucker hat. Oh or something. my gosh! Okay, so you are Cluck Williams. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, your alter ego. <laughs> I have another alter ego. Oh, it does hair. Ray Rico. Ray. Yeah, I wear a big hat. What you guys leather. didn't see is this whole time his face has been pretty consistent. He just did this like eyebrow thing that I can't <laughs> even describe when he said, "I'm Ray Rico." <laughs> <laughs> I talk in a in a French accent, do my wife's hair. So that hair that you see, I usually do it. That's yours. Yeah, that's my hair. She can't do, claim credit for it. Well, she can, but it looks Ray great. Rico does most of the Ray work. Rico. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, come into Black Lab Coffee and run into Case Howard or Ray Rico or <laughs> Cluck Williams, Cluck whichever William. you prefer, uh, and come get yourself coffee or breakfast or a conversation or 
all of the above. Yeah, man. At one of three Black Lab locations, or come and get your hair done. Yeah, soon to be th- four, four. Three, four, four, four locations soon to be four. for Invictus. Wow. Four hair salons, three coffee shops. A lot going on. A lot going on. Case, buddy, thanks for being Jake, on the show, man. Thank you, this man. This was awesome. Yes. I've been wanting to have yes, you on I since day it, one. Man. I appreciate it. So. I've been listening since day one. Well, so. thanks. Thanks for yeah, man. making time for this. You're welcome. It's a great. you got a good thing going on, man. Well, thanks. You're welcome. This has been another episode of Repmo Radio, where we talk to people of interest and influence who live and work in this city that we love. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.